So the next one, which is the fourth one, the fourth hard truth about working in Catholic education is that you're not always responsible for everyone and everything. You're not always responsible for everyone and everything. I think it's in our nature as educators, as people who care very deeply about children and about education to feel that we're responsible for everything that happens. And as a result of that, we naturally get overwhelmed. We feel overly responsible for everything that happens in our school. And we blame ourselves for everything that goes wrong. We hardly take credit, I think, for the things that go right. And here's the kicker. People blame us for everything that goes wrong. And people don't give us the credit for everything that goes right. And I can say this now because I'm... Sometimes the diocese blames us too, right? So we have this feeling of over-responsibility, right? And, and really, it can feel like that you're on, an, you're on the edge of a burnout. It can feel like you have to schedule your life and everyone else. You might get annoyed easily by how irresponsible others appear. You might keep reminding others of their responsibilities. You might keep reminding yourself of all the things that you should be doing. The moment anything goes not to plan, you might feel the entire weight of that outcome on your shoulders. Sounds familiar, right? I know it describes Describe my job as principal. Psychology Today. Here's a quote from the article from Psychology Today. States overly responsible people have overscheduled lives. Responding to others' demands and expectations, we pile one commitment on top of another. Frantically rushing from one thing to the next, Pushing our personal needs aside. That's what we do. We push everything else aside. Because we feel that we're responsible. We need to be there. We need to do this. And we compromise our own personal needs. But here is the reality. You are not responsible for everyone and everything. And we're tempted sometimes to kind of ask God, well, God, why are you allowing these things to happen? Why don't you just slow down a little bit? But here's the thing. The ironic thing is, is that God does work very slow, right? Right? 
He does things in God's time. There's a beautiful prayer that I would recommend to you from the Jesuit Pierre Telhard de Chardin. And um, in this prayer, the prayer is called Trust in the Slow Work of God. Trust in the Slow Work of God. How many times have you gotten on your knees and prayed for something to, for an intention? Maybe in your personal life, in your professional life. And raising your fist to God and say, when are you going to hear what I'm praying for? When are you going to answer my prayers? Well, Father de Chardin said, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet, it is the law of all progress that it is made by passing through some stages of instability and that it may take a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Don't try to force them on as though you could be today what time, that is to say grace and circumstances acting on your own goodwill, will make of you tomorrow. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming within you will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that His hand is leading you. And accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. Accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. God is not in a hurry. And that's not always a bad thing. You know, if you were to... If you're having a heart surgery and the doctor is right there and the nurses, you don't want to tell to the doc, say to the doctor, um, you know, can you hurry this up? I, I have a dinner appointment tonight. Take your time, right? Take your time, doctor. It takes a lot of humility to accept this. And it can be very freeing when we realize that, that we're not always responsible. It does take a lot of humility. There are two ways that the devil deceives us. One, he wants us to focus on things we can't do anything about. So that, why? We won't focus on the things that we can't. And secondly, the second deception is if you could always do something more, you can never do enough. Two deceptions of the devil. Something to watch for in your spiritual life. And what's the answer to, this, to these deceptions? Humility. Humility. That's the answer to that temptation. Sometimes there's really nothing more we can do than to trust in the Lord and to pray. There's nothing wrong with that answer. 
There's nothing wrong in, in saying this is, this is the best answer. To trust in the Lord and to pray. You do have a 50 round magnum. Do you know that? It's called a rosary. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, take out your weapon. The rosary. Or maybe pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Sometimes that's the only thing that we can do. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. St. Augustine said, beautiful quote, More is accomplished through the prayers of sighs than words. More through weeping than speech. More is accomplished through the prayers of sighs than words. More through weeping than speech. Our tears and our sighs are not hidden from God. I remember something personal when I was in college. I was struggling with so many different things. And I remember so many times I would go into the chapel and I would just kneel and I would just cry. That was my prayer. And I'm, I have to be honest with you. Those were the best prayers that I've ever expressed to God. Sometimes that's all we can do. And it can be very freeing. We're not always responsible. In fact, most of the time, we're not. God is. And that's okay. The fifth thing, this will be the last one that I will identify for this talk before, until Mass. There is no such thing as control. There is no such thing as control. Control is an illusion. You ever heard of the saying, you want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans? You know, we may have plans for tomorrow. But there are many things between now and tomorrow over which we have no control. Tomorrow is not promised. It may never come. Before the pandemic, Steve can relate to this because he was a member of my board in the high school. We were putting together a strategic plan. We were so excited about the strategic plan and putting things together. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> and then the school closed. Again, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a strategic plan. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but it's contingent upon what? It's contingent upon tomorrow, which is not guaranteed. So really, even that, even the best laids of mice and men, right? The best laid plans of mice and men sometimes just doesn't work out. We think we can control many things. Not really. Our attempts to control, and here's an interesting thing, our attempts to control and manipulate outcomes are sometimes comical. And sometimes they're harmful. I remember when I first became principal, I looked at the 
I said to my secretary, do we have a faculty handbook? She said, yeah. And I opened it up. It was like two pages. I was like, this is all that the faculty need to know? This has got to change. And I said, do we have a student handbook? Yeah, maybe 10 pages. I was like, this is unacceptable. So I sat down on my computer, typed away and looked at other things. 109 pages later, I called up Mary Boyle and I said, oh, I have a faculty handbook. (laughs) Yeah, okay, Father. (laughs) And I said, I have this faculty handbook that I'm going to give to my faculty. They'll know everything that they need to know. Do you think they read it? (laughs) Trying to control everything can make us anxious. And that can lead to anger. That can lead to resentment. We usually think that if we are in control, we're less anxious. But just the opposite happens. The more we control, the more burdened and the more anxious we become. Then we become angry and resentful. Because why? We discover that many things and people we cannot control at all. It's a vicious cycle. Control is the perfect recipe for mental health problems. Unless you learn to let go and trust in the Lord, you will never get well. Unless you learn to let go and trust in the Lord, you will never get well. You know, I, I look at the, the times when I had to close elementary schools and, and the high school. That was beyond my control. You know, I had, to, it, I had to be humble to be able to accept that. You know, we, we take it upon ourselves and say, well, that's my fault. I, 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 you know, I could have done more. No. Sometimes it takes humility to be able to say, okay. I've done everything that I can, and this is not my responsibility. We would be freer and less anxious if we would simply accept the fact that there are many things, most things, in fact, over which we have no control. I remember, um, some of you might remember this, we had a a scandal in, in the school, in the high school, the football scandal, where they, it was a racial incident. And I remember, I forgot if Bill was already the superintendent or was it Mary Boyle, but I I remember I was in the school through the night talking to diocese, Father Hughes. And I got home about 11 p.m. to the rectory. And I remember saying to myself, it was Mary Boyle, that's right, Mary Boyle was still the superintendent. And I remember saying to myself, The media is already reporting about this. I can only imagine what tomorrow is going to bring. And um, I remember saying my night prayer at 11 p.m. at night. And then this, this, this sense of letting go just came. And I, I said, you know, 
I'm, I'm sure the people in the media also need to sleep between 11 and 6 p.m. There's nothing I can do between 11 and 6 p.m. I might as well get some rest because it's going to be a long day tomorrow dealing with phone calls, dealing with the media. And you know, that, that following day, Mary Boyle came and I wasn't expecting her to come. She said, Father, I, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just here to support you. You do whatever, whatever it is that you need to do to run the school. And I remember I went to the class that I was teaching. I taught the class. I helped the kid who got sick, dealing with you know, faculty issues here and there. I was completely at ease because I realized I can't control the media. I can't control everything. Expecting to control most things is really unrealistic. And often, often we find this unacceptable. We hold ourselves hostage to unpredictable and uncontrollable things. We do. Like I said, it's almost like part of our nature as Catholic educators. There's a beautiful spiritual principle, and um, the sisters could probably tell you about this. They're being religious and Franciscans. Detachment. Detachment. Beautiful spiritual principle. Being detached, not just from things, from ideas, from control. Being detached. Because what happens? When we have too much to lose, when we have too much that we're attached to, it's easy to get scared. It's easily easy to get scared. So it can be very freeing. If we can accept that most of the time, we are not in control. All right. So that leaves us to the fifth hard truth. And I will close at Mass with this six hard truth as part of my homily and remark. So I guess you have some break now before the presenters. <laughs>